Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics with your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Gonna do some work today on OpenSea versus Blur. A lot of people asking me, you know, is all the volume on Blur just flippers? Are real buyers actually buying there? I did some work, did a little research, gonna talk a little bit about that. Also gonna dive into brain drops, which are completely on fire. You know, so many collections went parabolic yesterday. Want to dive a bit more into that. A few cool sales. Let's get right into it, starting with a quick market overview. Volumes up a touch, both on OpenSea as well as on Blur. Nothing too crazy, though. Still kind of at the low end of the season two range that we've been in. Market share still very much in Blur's favor, but a little bit more towards OpenSea over the past couple of days, mainly just because there's a little bit less airdrop farming going on on Blur, a little bit less volume there in the past couple of days. Large caps down 1%, nothing making too big of moves, but Board Ape Yacht Club, the biggest, the biggest component in that index, down 3%. Mid caps also down 1%, a bit of strength in Degen Tunes, a bit of weakness in Crypto Dick Butts, nothing really all that crazy in these components. Uh, in terms of projects that had interesting news around them, Porsche, the Porsche 911, Porsche 911 project announced that they are going to be doing an airdrop, but they're only going to be dropping it to the people who minted the NFTs originally, which is really kind of silly because why would you buy an NFT if you don't get it? I mean, if you don't get the airdrops that get associated with it from a tech perspective, very easy just to figure out who the current owners are, give them those airdrops. But instead, Porsche decided to deliver an airdrop to the people who did the original mint. Just a weird move in general. You know, who knows? Not the, I think a lot of the things the team has done, you know, haven't been entirely in line with the NFT movement, but either way, you know, still sitting above a two week floor, but the price did fall a little bit on the back of that news yesterday. Second uh, project, which has some interesting news, Creature World. On Friday, I believe it was last week, they announced they were doing an open edition and they sold 37,000, more than 37,000 NFTs. I believe 38,000 raised $1.7 million on this open edition, which cost 0.029 ETH. Uh, but what happened was right after the open edition closed, the price basically tanked, went from 0.029 to below 0.01 ETH. That market cap went from 1.7 million to something like $700,000. You know, so kind of in response to that, or maybe not in response to that, maybe just in response to the great feedback and all the people who minted, Creature World came out and said that the second chapter of this project awaits. And that's what we love in NFTs, building anticipation, building mystery, building something to look forward to, a reason to buy the NFT. And sure enough, you can see here that the prices after that announcement went from about 0.01 to about 0.02. So a nice little double there on the back of this announcement. Still not at that 0.029 ETH min price where the min happened, but still nice to see that. Second story to talk about, the Claire Silver effect causes brain drops to completely catch fire. I call it the Claire Silver effect. I think there's a lot going on here. We'll talk about a bit more of that in a minute, but just a quick kind of looking at this table, we always look at where was most of the art project action yesterday, almost all in AI. You can see that eight of the 10 projects were AI projects, seven of the 10 were from brain drops, what is Braindrops? Braindrops, it was started in 2021. So it's a pretty old project, has about 15 projects, and it's a platform that AI artists can use and, and that curates AI art projects and launches them to the world. Again, very much like Artblocks is for generative art. What you can see here is over the past year, you know, the volumes haven't been that high. You know, very rarely do you have a day where it does more than 100 ETH of volume or more than 100 trades. But over the past two days, we've gotten to a one-year high with the exception of that short period after life of what life in West America dropped. You know, at that period, you had a huge pump in, in, in AI heart across the board. Other than that, we had a massive jump yesterday in volumes, but the real jump was in prices. Okay, what this index looks at, 
is yeah, I think 10 or 11 of the biggest projects in Braindrops. And you can see that this project, this index is up 5X this year, largely because of the great things happening with Claire Silver, Pinder Van Armen doing some cool stuff, Life in West America, one of the biggest drops of the year, of course, bringing a lot of attention to the sector overall, just massive price movement. But yesterday, a bunch of projects that were kind of a little bit more on the back burner, a little bit quieter, completely went parabolic. Here's one chart. This one's called Sites by Artemis. You can see yesterday went from 0.7 ETH to 1.5 ETH. Chimerical Stories, this one also completely parabolic, two to four. A couple other projects hitting their all-time high. You can see both of those here. So just really a ton of action across brain drops. And we'll go into a couple reasons why that could be. One thing I wanted to check is were there some whales who just swept all of them? And you had a couple people who swept individual projects. You know, these are, this is the amount of ETH, the biggest wallets purchased, but broadly it was pretty wide based. You know, here you have 12, 13 different wallets that spent eight ETH or more. You know, a couple spent over 40, but you know, nothing that was all that crazy. You know, Medved here says the reason for this, the Claire Silver effect, uh, basically yeah, on the back of her news, but other things possible. On Friday, there's another one coming. Another Braindrops Mint is coming. Looks like really cool art happening. Uh, it looks like at 12.30 CST, but pretty interesting art. Maybe people are getting ready for this. I believe you know, in the past, whitelists have gone to people who own the Claire Silver Genesis, Gene Kogan, as well as the Pinder Van Armin. You know, those were the three first projects in Braindrops. So that could be one thing. Another tweet I saw, this was just Twitter rumor, but it was retweeted by Braindrops. So probably some truth here was that there could be a free airdrop coming to people who own one of every project. It looks like there are about 130 people in that camp right now, but perhaps this also motivated people to buy a bit more of some of the smaller projects, lower projects that they didn't own. Who knows? Either way, congrats to everybody involved. Congrats to the artist, Justin Trimble. Always cool to see these new metas take off. Third thing I want to talk about is our hodlers, are the people who own NFTs, who are not in it to trading, are not in it to trade, are they using Blur or OpenSea? Now, as we know, the vast majority of the total Blur volume, of the total NFT volume has been on Blur for the past few weeks, ever since season two started. You can see it in this image here. But this chart here looks at, are the people who are trading on Blur for the NFT volume that we're seeing, is it primarily flippers or is it long-term holder, holders? And what you can see is this yellow, this yellow zone, what that represents is NFTs that were bought that were flipped within the next three days. Okay, and you see the vast majority of the volume, the vast majority of the uptick has been in these flips. Also a huge uptick in the people who are buying NFTs and holding them though, which is the blue area. The blue area is NFTs you hold that get held, but and basically don't get sold after they're bought. You can see that's also rising. Now, if you compare uh, blur on the left here with OpenSea on the right, you can see like the blue and red areas have been pretty flat for both but it's really the big difference. What Blur has, which OpenSea doesn't, is this huge trading community creating a ton of volume. But there's one chart that I thought was the most interesting and that I wanted to show you. And that's, what, and that's this chart right here. And what this chart looks at is the volume of people who are buying NFTs and holding them without selling them again later on Blur versus OpenSea. And it only goes back to about three, three or four days ago because that's how we know that they haven't been flipped recently. But what you can see is in the past two weeks, even long-term holders are now doing more volume on Blur than on OpenSea. So in the past, when Blur was talking about doing more volume than OpenSea, it was all the flippers. You know, you could, the, the orange line was below the blue. But in the past couple of weeks, that has changed. And long-term holders have been going to Blur instead of OpenSea. Uh, obviously, it's not entirely, but more, you know, more than 50% of that volume. I think there are two reasons for this. The first, and this is the most important, is that the prices simply are better on Blur, both for buyers and for sellers. That is the whole purpose of their airdrop. The incentive is to incentivize 
a tighter bid ask spread and you're seeing it. The second thing is even if you're not a blur airdrop farmer, if you have the choice of trading on two platforms and one gives you free money and the other doesn't, you're probably going to go to a place that gets you the free blur. Digging into both of these, of course, Blur is incentivizing people uh, to bid on NFTs as well as to list their NFT as well as to list their NFTs. Now, if you look at the floor price, uh, if you look at the floor price for the different projects, uh, you can see this here looks at the seven projects that are doing you know a lot of volume, seven of the blue chips we all know, and on every single one, the floor price is cheaper for Blur than it is for OpenSea. And that difference can range from point one, one tenth of 1% for Azuki all the way up to about 3% for clones. But either way, you're getting better prices as a buyer on Blur than you are on OpenSea. The flip side is for people who are who want to sell NFTs and the bids, not only are the floor prices lower, but the bid prices for NFTs are higher on Blur than they are on OpenSea. This looks across the major projects and you can see that those those Bids can be as much as 8% higher on Board Ape Kennel Club, a little bit less than 1% higher on Mutant Yacht Club Doodles. Either way, with that tighter bid-ass spread, pretty much everybody who wants to just go out and trade and do an immediate transaction has been going to Blur recently. So I think that that's pretty clear. But what we're seeing again is that long-term holders too are spending more time on Blur than on OpenSea. The question is, will this continue indefinitely in the future? And I think this is just my view. I think that the behavior we are seeing right now is extremely reliant on the incentives. A couple reasons for this. And I did a bunch of airdrop farming yesterday, went onto the platform, spent a couple hours trying to get myself some airdrop just to learn about what goes on there. And one of the things I noticed is that on a lot of the collections right now, the price that you are offered is lower than the price people are bidding. So you have people saying, I will sell anyone this Moonbird for 6.04 ETH. And you have other people saying, I will buy any Moonbird for 6.06 ETH. Okay, why aren't they just transacting? And the reason is because neither of them actually wants to trade. What, these, what, these, what the airdrop farmers want to do is just have the highest bid for as long as possible. That's when they get the points. No one actually wants to buy the NFTs. When they buy the NFTs, you know, that's less ETH that they can farm with. They normally just go and dump it, you know. But here you see Azuki, Moonbirds, uh, and Board Ape Clan Club. In each of those cases, the highest bid is above the lowest ask, something you pretty much will never see in a normal marketplace. Uh, so to me, that's... This just shows that this is not sustainable behavior. This is actually behavior that's really reliant on that airdrop. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing this. The second thing is that the P&Ls of airdrop farmers remain sharply negative. You know, we talked about Maki, Machi Big Brother around the big ape trade. He was down, you know, 2,200 ETH. Now he's down 2,500 ETH, so he continues to lose money. Not because his P&L is negative, but royalties are negative. Also, a little bit of attrition in P&L. just overall you need to be getting a lot of reward to justify kind of the ETH PL loss that people are taking you can see this one here i don't have the label here but this is franklin's PL. he's down almost 300 eth uh you know largely because of apes that he lost money on when machi also got stuffed but also just the friction of buying and selling really quickly you know isn't really working for these guys so you know it just shows like the reason they're doing it is because they're getting all this all this blur token that is eventually going to come to them. I've, I've said before, I think it's around 800 ETH per day. So a ton to overcome some of these negative P&Ls. But by and large, I don't see this as all that sustainable once the incentives end. You know, I think what they're trying to do here is create these incentives, get more and more people used to their platform. So when the incentives go away, there'll be more interest in being there. We'll see what it happens. I'm, I'm very curious, but that's a little bit of my takeaways. A couple other charts I thought were interesting. One is, are the long-term holders paying higher royalties on Blur than the flippers? What you can see here is, yes, they are. Uh, a couple things I'd say, though. The blue line is, is long-term holder royalty payout. The red is flippers. A couple things I'd say. One is that 
It's not the buyer that actually decides what the royalty is. So they get kind of hit with the rubs. But my guess is that the buyers are buying the more expensive NFTs and ones that are a little bit off the airdrop farming game. So that's one thing. Two is the buyers are still paying very low royalties relative to what they used to be kind of in the royalty era when the average royalty paid was about 5 to 6%. Thought that was kind of interesting. The second thing is OpenSea volumes actually head up pretty well. If you don't look at Blur, you know, it kind of doesn't look like anything has changed all that dramatically for OpenSea. So who knows? I think a lot more of this volume is flipping. A lot more of this volume is a bit more of the, of the wash trading type stuff that we're seeing in the marketplace, but net-net, they seem to be pretty flat ever since this era began. Last thing to talk about, notable sales, two of them to talk about. The first is this piece called Destination by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Jello or Gello, I am Gilo, I am sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, but 12.1 ETH, I think this is an awesome sale, a lot, an awesome piece. A lot of the, the, the real coolness of this is in these red figures. I'd go check out the sale on Super Rare, these red figures kind of looking up at the plane, at the moon. For a bit of background on this artist, he says he's an architect and an artist. Over his 20 years, his work is to reinterpret reinterpret architectural forms in view of art in different time and space. That's how he self-describes himself on his page. He's had some really cool sales. I just, I love the textures. I love the colors. I love the use of the moon. Um, but he's had a bunch of sales kind of in that 10 ETH range. So this is still a very high sale for him. I believe an all-time high. So congrats to him on that. And then the last sale I want to talk about was this piece, Monsters by C3. Now, we had we had C3. We talked about him extensively, an Iranian artist. We talked about him extensively yesterday, but he sold this piece for 13 ETH to Mr. 703. I believe this is an all-time high for him. So exciting to see more work from him. Congrats to him. Congrats to the buyer as well. That's all for me. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, like it below. Subscribe to the channel. Tell us what you think in the comments. Follow us on at Proof Podcasts. You know, just one word, Proof Podcast. And if you follow us there, you'll get notifications every time we launch a new show. We'd love to see you following us there. We follow a lot of people back. Hope to see you there. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday with another show. Thanks.